podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. England have named their first test team of the season. Not controversial at all. Didn't see it coming at all. Said no one ever. Rich, <laughs> we've almost put aside the candy, candy championship pod here and gone, we need to talk about this. Because <laughs> 20 minutes offline, we've just been chatting about this squad. A little bit of mis- misjustice going on, and a, a little bit of hard lines going on with some of these, some of the boys in the team. Rich, I yeah, how you going, Rob? Um, it came as a bit of a shock. I didn't expect the squad to be announced this quickly, actually. Um, and it's definitely some shockers in there, isn't it? We've got some injury concerns. We know that, but it's bad, isn't it? We almost we knew Ben Folks was going to be the man, probably that the England setup was looking to remove. And lo and behold, this is what we do. It feels almost like the easy way out of this one. But anyway, let's get around the conversation, build it up. Where are we? What's happened? And then we'll talk more about it. But folks is the big talking point for me uh, and I'm sure for many people. So England, Ireland, we've got a test match coming up. I'm sure most people know, but if you don't, 1st of June at Lords, we have Ireland taking on England. Um, First time we've done this since 2019 when uh, England defeated Ireland by 143 run at Lords. That was the first time. So before that, though, just quick note, Ireland, we've got a three-day game at Chelmsford on 26th to 28th of May. So a little bit of red ball cricket for Essex fans. Um, So the squad, Rob, let's have a look. So it was announced, Ben Stoke, obviously, as captain, uh, alphabetically, Jimmy Anderson, Johnny Bairstow's in, Stuart Broad, Harry Brook, Zach. Crawley, Ben Duckett, Dan Lawrence, let, let that just sink for a beat, uh, Jack Leach, Ollie Pope, the new vice-captain we'll talk about, Matty Potts of Durham, Ollie Robinson of Sussex, Joe Root, Chris Wokes and Mark Wood. So it's a 15-man squad. Most of it is what we'd expect. Uh, they've got a bit of bowling depth, haven't they? Jimmy Anderson's got a, a mild groin strain, as the ECB uh, comms has put out. Just a mild groin strain. So, so that's fine. Yeah, we're good on that. Honestly, we're not concerned at all. Um, so what do we think of it? Ollie, Ollie Pope's vice-captain. Ben Stokes' is captain. There's a few players that have not hit a red ball in anger in that squad yet. Overall thoughts, Rob, and then let's dig into the to the uh, to the what we need to get dug into. <laughs> Overall thoughts, same samey. Like we've seen this type of squad mm. before. Um, the, the, the aren't really, there's no surprises in in there in terms of inclusion, and there's always going to be someone that's going to miss out as part of this, and that's where we're going with the folks conversation and poor old folks. We were chatting before we came online and going, this has happened to previous keepers in the past who's kept wicket for England. They're, there's someone that's better at batting or perceived better at batting. And, and Bairstow has been in incredible form in 2022. Like, lights out, one of only about five players in the history of the game to score six centuries in the Test match year. So, incredible record. Got to play it. Folks is the unlucky party that's missing out. And every time we talk about County Championship cricket, every time we talk about folks, we talk about consistency, never letting anyone down, being the best gloveman in the country by a country mile. Mm -hmm. Uh, Peak of his game, superb Mm -hmm. last year, responsible for one of the wins against South Africa with a century, scored valuable 50s against New Zealand, gives a... A, a different mantra to the game. So you've you've got this chaos reigning all around mm. you with this England approach to, to cricket. And then you've got folks coming in and steady in the ship and mm. allowing the rest of the team. Him and Stokes both scored 100 when no one else scored runs because folks was able to support Stokes and play in a different mm. way, just accumulate runs at what is a steady rate of around a 50 strike rate, which 
Unfortunately, in this England team is not part of the you know this needs to be on your CV that you're a you're an 80 <laughs> rate guy. I, I find it baffling. I really do. I, and we always knew that Johnny Bairstow was going to be forced, not forced, but he was going to work his way back in the team. He had an yeah. exceptional 2022. It is one of the best years of Test cricket ever by anybody. Um, and he had to he had to be in the squad, certainly. He's not really done much yet for Yorkshire. He's not really got going with the bat yet. He has been batting at seven, six, seven and keeping wicket. So obviously, as soon as we saw that, okay, this is what's happening. This, this is where we think he's going to be. Do you know what I'd have liked, Rob? I'd have liked to have seen him open for Yorkshire just to see how he got on. Because that's the gap in the team, isn't it, really? Um, ben Folks is one of them players, a bit like how we spoke about Hasib Hamid re- recently, in that some players just don't get opportunities. They don't get the extended chances. Other players, certain openers, certain ex-openers, seem to get as many chances as they want um, to force, to, to almost prove that the selectors are right. Mm. Eventually, I will be right. But others, they get a few games and that's it. Folks... You need, I don't know why this is popping in my head, but you can't eat chips all day. You need a little bit of something else <laughs> at a time. And that's a bit like with the England batting lineup, isn't it? If we, if we want everyone to score at this great rate, that's absolutely fantastic. But there are going to be times where we do need a little bit of stability, like you've just described. Those knocks he plays, you know, six, seven, whatever it might be, eight. I mean, he bats at about five for Surrey. Sorry, yeah. So he's a really good player. Talking of good players, I'm not going to change the conversation, but Dan Lawrence is the man in as a backup batsman, as the cover for the batsman in this team. I need to understand this. I know he's got a style of play, and I know England like him. Again, he's another one of the players they've identified. But we're talking about a guy here that is he's scored so far this year. Let's have a look. Just grab it in front of me. He's got uh, 271 runs at 33 this year. 20, 20, last season, he got 420 runs at 22. I mean, I'm struggling with that one a little bit when we're talking about batting. I mean, I, I, you could use an argument to be able to have Ben Folks in ahead of Dan Lawrence as your batting cover. So I'm just, I, I find it really bizarre. And I found Rob Key's comments really bizarre. He was talking up um, Ben Folks, obviously saying Ben Folks was really disappointed, blah, blah. I hope Ben Folks launched into him a little bit, to be honest with you, because I think it's really unfair. Regardless of how we get Ben Folks into the team or Johnny Bairstow into the team, it's still really unfair how Folks has been treated here. Um, and also with Key, he was talking about, oh, I don't think it's the end for folks. What do you mean you don't think it's it? Of course it's not the end for folks. You're going to need him in India for a start. You think Johnny Bairstow wants to keep wicket for five test matches in India against spin? Of course he doesn't. You know, Bairstow is a better keeper than he used to be. But if he drops Steve Smith on none and he goes on yeah. to make 200 in a test match, you know, I'm, that could have happened to folks as well. It's all hypotheticals. But we just don't value players like folks in this country anymore and it just frustrates the life out of me yeah mm. it, it's tough because he's been in our eyes mistreated previously dropped previously despite being man of the series in Sri Lanka or whatever he was scored a fantastic ton and then it's like yeah sorry mate there's no play, no room at the end for you mate mm-hmm. makes it really difficult and you're right Sibley was given a ridiculously lengthy run in the team since 2019 to 2021 he played 22 games average 28 uh, Rory Burns was the same, kept coming back as well despite being mm-hmm. dropped and didn't see any improvement through 29 games. Yeah. Ben Fogues has played 17 games in that time, averaged 26, but his improvements are fantastic. Last Since the start of 2022, he averaged 64 in Pakistan. I know we beat Pakistan, but we did it 
with him because he did a great job for us. He's averaged 40 in England during that time and 31 in a low-scoring series in New Zealand. So I just think there's a, a really a lot to light about what Ben folks. It does feel a little bit, I've got this type of style of player. And are we in a world where... It's it and Keith said it. There's an article on Wisdom. I think it's today. I was reading it on Twitter before we came on. Basically, going averages don't count anymore. And I'm all for forward thinking. I'm all for analytics improving the game and taking yeah. teams forward. And I'm I don't think I'm just quite there on going. Everyone needs to be this because if you see 2020 cricket not every player is andre russell not every player is chris gale no. you've got the guy that knocks it around for 10 overs against the spin in the middle yeah. or against the awkward sealers like yeah there's a room for everything yeah the, one of the things that frustrated me most over the years with certain players i'm not going to mention a particular name that comes to mind but it's that whole it's the way i play it's that i'm going to get i'm going to have an excuse for no matter what i do regardless of game situation regardless of surface um, conditions or anything or time of day or anything it's the way I play this is how I've got to do it there's got to be a subtlety to it this game of cricket five day test matches I love what England are trying to do I've got no problem with mm -hmm. any of that but th there is room for people that have a different style of play there is absolutely room you know Ollie Pope for example at number three he's not going to start suddenly just like you know just I don't know lumping it over mid wicket every ball He's got a style of play. He's a nice player who will score at a good rate, but he, you know, doesn't have to be overly aggressive. Ben Folks is a solid, solid batsman um, who can bat down with the tail as well. Why you got people like you know Night Hawk, Stuart Broad coming in, uh, windmilling all over the place, trying to smack the ball over? It's not a bad thing to have Ben Folks at the other end to just try and see these bowlers through uh, to the end of the innings and milk as many runs out of it as we can possibly get. Um, I mean, Jack Leeds, watch out, mate. You don't bat quick enough. We're going to have to get you out of the team soon at this rate. Don't care if you're a spin bowler first. You don't, you don't, you don't score quick enough. Um, it's all weird. I mean, I'm just going to go through. Andy Zaltzman at Zoltz Cricket did a great little thread on this yeah. yesterday. I'll just rattle for a few things. So Stokes, over the last five years, has got the best average um, and pretty much the same strike rate as Butler and Bairstow as wicketkeeper. Obviously, Bairstow last year, not as a keeper. Averaged way ahead, way above his, his keeping average over the last five years. 66 last year versus 21 in the last five years as keeper in 14 tests. Um, he also, you know, a lot of match use, we spoke about with folks, match changing contributions. Um, best of slip fielding. He said he's by, he's by far the best um, since 2019 as a rate. Um, 15 of 18 chances. That is a sneaky little thing, that is. Again, we're talking about chances being taken, whether it's folks behind the stumps or Bairstow behind the stumps. Slippers have got to take chances in this series or we're going to be in big trouble. Um, just let me find another one. Bairstow's 500s as a keeper have all been in the first innings of a game. Not just England's first innings, but the first innings of a game. He hasn't, you know, since January 22, he's scored 901 runs in 15 innings from 2, 3 and 4 at 75 of 500s. The biggest question, this is great getting Johnny Bairstow back in and, oh yeah, just give him the gloves. It'll be fine. Johnny Bairstow over the years has not performed particularly well with the bat with the gloves. How will he go? This is a massive question, and I'm not quite sure, and I feel a little bit ridiculous saying this, but have they completely considered this? You don't want to talk about averages. Have you considered this? Have you considered the, yeah. you know, the stats and the analytics behind him as a, as a wicketkeeper with, with the bat? Yeah. I think they've gone... They, they have got this ethos. This is, this is how we play. This is how we approach the game. It's different to other people. We'll mm. make different, different decisions, and we've seen them do it. We've seen them declare on day one. <laughs> we've got like two hours left to play in a test match like it's unheard of yeah. so they're changing how we perceive 
the yeah. game. It's just it is incredibly unfair on folks. But when you boil it down to going, if Ollie Pope's your number three and he's averaging thirty nine since he's taken up that number three yep. role, he's your number three. Roop's your number four because he's one of the best players in the world. Brooks come in and put up numbers that we don't see. He's got three centuries, I think, in three games. Something ridiculous like that. He's flirted with the fastest England centre of all time twice in his short career already. Like You're not going to change that. So it's whether you go, you've got Stokes, who's going to be your captain. So like, where are your holes that you're trying to fit? (laughs) You need someone to hold the gloves or you need to change the opener. Bairstow's way too good against spin and in the middle of the innings um, to go opening the batting in the test match. Uh, you could look at it and go, well, folks could go up to open or Stokes could go up to open. Mm. But then it could be one of those things where you look back in time and you go, what were we doing? You've got guys that are great in these positions, play them to the strengths rather than just trying to fit things around everywhere. Yeah, for all the the frustrations here, I do do accept, obviously, this is not a simple simple conversation Mm. and a simple decision. The opener is the the, the spot that really is is the big question, is Crawley. Uh, Duckett's coming, Duckett's got a bit more time at the moment because Duckett looks like he's going well and he's he's very much fits what the style is. As does Crawley to a point, but Crawley's performances need to improve. That's obvious. The elephant in the room, if you like. you know, Root at four, Brook at five. They're both playing IPL. Neither of them have scored many runs in IPL. We need to see him hit a red ball. I mean, obviously, you're not going to be dropping Root. Brook's come in and he's had the best. I think it was after nine tests. It was the most. It was the best. I think it was starting to sound like a certain American politician. The best, the best. Um, he had the <laughs> highest runs, I think it was. Or basically, the best start of test cricket anyone's ever had, averaging just shy of 100. Uh, ridiculous start. So you, you need to find a way of getting him in the team. But at the same time, he's not played Red Bull yet this year. Is there an argument to say bring Bairstow back in for Brooks, back in his position until we, we see how things go for a test or two? I don't know. I don't know. It's just there's, there's just lots of options here. It's a shame, really, there isn't somebody else in this this England card that could step up to open. Um, we've already took a number three from Knotts as an opener. Um, so it, it is a tricky one. Um Let's keep it moving. Ollie Pope is vice-captain. He was unofficial vice-captain over the winter, obviously well-regarded within the camp. He's been fantastic so far. It's an interesting one. From the outside looking in, before you knew any of that, I don't think you'd have immediately said, oh, Ollie Pope's a future England captain. But th- that's where we are, vice-captain. And a vice-captain has never been more important for England. And Ben Stokes really struggling with injuries. Can he bowl? We don't even know if he's going to be fit to bowl this summer or at, or at times this summer. There is a chance as well that Pope might end up captaining against Ireland if Stokes isn't quite fit because there's no sense in um, risking him. So, Ollie Pope, vice-captain? Uh, I've no problems with it. I think he's right up there with the future of English cricket, especially mm. at Red Bull cricket. What else are you going to do? You put him under mm. the best learning tree you've got. England are in their most successful period we've had in forever, it seems, maybe the, the Strauss days. So why not? Why not try him? Why not give him more opportunity? Mm. Apparently he's uh, just in love with the theory behind the game and, and like just the right sort of character. And mm. I think it's the character that England might need because you've got different mm. people. You've got Ben Stokes, quite bold, brash, alpha. Mm. Not every captain has to be that. Not every mm. successful captain has been that. Um, you hear Pope speak and 
he quite often doesn't talk about himself. He's quite often talking about others. You listen to Ben Stokes speak. He's quite often talking about others, especially mm. specifically since he's become skipper. Mm. So I, I, I just think you're going to end up with a really good bloke that people are going to get around. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for it as well. And again, when you look through the card, Root doesn't want it again. Uh, neither of the openers are in a position to do it. It's not like you've got someone that's coming from the county game that has been captaining. Um, you know, I'm not saying it would be, but if a Keaton Jennings was an opener, then at least you've got someone with captaincy experience there. Um, I mean, Ben Folks has captaincy experience. Um, so there are players down there. And the bowlers, it, it, it's that thing, isn't it? Not many people want bowlers to be captains anymore, even though Pat Cummins is doing a very, very good job for Australia and he doesn't seem to have any problem with it. Um, but perhaps the bowlers we have aren't quite suited. I'd love to have seen Brodie as captain for a little bit, just for a yeah. giggle. I think Brodie and I think Jimmy would have made good captains. There's yeah. a different brain of a bowler sometimes, and mm. it's undervalued at test level. Yes, I completely agree. It's got to be a batsman. It's still, still one of them old traditional things in cricket where there's no real explanation behind it, is there? I, you know, I'm a batsman, so therefore I can be a yeah. captain. If you're a bowler, you can't. Mm, so. Yeah, exactly. Well, bowl, bowlers are thickened down the pit, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> half, a, half a stout at drinks, isn't it? The old, uh, the old way of doing it. Um, so talking to bowlers then, so we've, 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 we've got an injury concern for Jimmy Anderson. Hopefully they manage him very, very well because the last thing we want to see him is him running out at Lords against Ireland, with all due respect to Ireland, mm. and uh, redoing whatever he did to his mild groin strain, um, especially when the depth of bowling is looking a little bit lighter than we would have hoped. Joffre Arch has just been announced that he's out for the summer. They're resting him for the summer now. He just can't get right. Um, it's so frustrating for him. He just needs to get yeah. his body right. It's, it can't be fun being Joffre Archer at the moment, uh, just never knowing when your body's going to break down again, working, rehabbing, coming back, breaking down, start the process again. It, it's soul-destroying. I'm, I'm, you know, We've both had injuries, pretty bad injuries. We know what it's like to, to have to try and force yourself back every time. It's, it's tough. Um, and Ollie Stone as well, not someone that would have been obviously in the squad straight away, but Ollie Stone, they want him to be part of this. He's a fast bowler and there's not many fast bowlers. With Archer out as well, Stone's going to be out for about five or six weeks with a hamstring strain. Mark Wood's in the squad, and he's the only man with some genuine pace. You're going to have mm. Broad, Anderson, Robinson, we hope, as the three. You've then got Chris Wokes back in, which is fantastic. Uh, you've then also got, um, obviously we spoke about Mark Wood, and the, third, the final man is Matty Potts, who has done, we, we kept predicting who was going to be the Matty Potts of this year. Last year, Matty Potts came from almost nowhere, got himself in the test side, did really, really well, Wisdom Cricketer of the Year. This year, Matty Potts did the Matty Potts, and he's done really well, really well again and got himself on the side. So that's where we are with the bowlers, Rob. What's your thoughts? I, I think the bowlers picked themselves, to be honest. Mm. I think it would have been interesting if there were some more players fit. I was interested mm. to see Chris Wokes come in. Um, mm. Curran's obviously still tied up in IPL-type mm. stuff, but I'm sure that would finish. But going with Wokes over Curran is a, an interesting one. Curran... If he's swinging it, he, does, he doesn't always get a whole heap of swing, but mm. Wokes is consistent. Wokes is good in England. He offers depth with the bat, batter mm. eight. The old Ashley Giles role, but a lot better than what Ashley yeah. Giles was with the bat. He got 100 at Lords, apparently, according to the song. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's how it would be. We are sure of fast bowlers. Mm. So you've got Archer, Wood, as your top two, kind of sitting at the head of the table. Uh, and then Ollie Stone's gone down injured. You've got Jamie Overton as another one mm. that could come in to add the pace. But behind that, and we're lucky we've got four mm. that we, we might even consider or have played international cricket. But it 
is a really strong makeup of this England team mm. to have one enforcing bowler that allows you Robinson to hit a length, Anderson mm. to get it up there and swing, yeah. and just give variety to the attack. We've seen England tinker with variety in multi-formats going with 17 left-arm seamers in the <laughs> tour of the West Indies to play T20 cricket. So they're not shy of mixing things up, but you you got to have your strong, fast bowler. Mark Woods uh, simmering along, good in the IPL. He got five for a particular at the start. Yep. Looking fast as well. Yeah, absolutely. The, only the second Englishman to do that. I've been waiting to get this on a pod for ages. Who was the first Englishman to get a five for in the IPL before Mark Wood this season? Dimmy? Timmy Mascarenas. Yeah. Oh, Mascarenas. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so it's weird, isn't it? You mentioned Sam Curran. Sam Curran's somebody I want to see back in England quite soon. Uh, obviously, he doesn't. His bank balance is happy. He's happy in the IPL at the moment. But if there are concerns with Stokes and Stokes cannot play, obviously, if Stokes is fit and not bowling, he'll just play. That's the way it is. But if you want that fourth seamer, Sam Curran, he's turning into a player that could potentially bat. And we don't even need to bat him at six. We can bat him at seven because the wicketkeeper, whether that's Bairstow or Folks, could bat at six. So you've got yourself, a, you know, that's probably the only real option we've got to replace Stokes, not quite like for like, but as close as mm. Dammit, um, other than Chris Wokes, perhaps. So that is a, it's, we're lacking there, aren't we? <laughs> we are. I, I want to go back to one point, and it's bothering me that Niggle. what I read around what Rob Key said on, on Wisdom, where it's not how much you average, it's how you score your runs, <laughs> which is absolutely fine because you've got a way you want to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've seen Zach Crawley's come out in the press over the last couple of days going, along the lines of, I don't really care what Joe blogs on the internet or Twitter's mm-hmm. got to say, I'm in a better place for not reading it. And I can totally understand that because imagine going to work, having a bad day, and then you go on Twitter and everyone's like, bloody hell, he didn't send that email on time, did he? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he turned that up is... two minutes late for a meeting because he was getting a cup of tea. Like, you, you know, it, yeah. it would did, be horrendous. Did you see his um, spelling? <laughs> He's rubbish. Yeah, exactly, crikey, don't have a go on me on spelling. Um, it, it, it made me have some sympathy for him, but it didn't make me warm to him at the same time through reading it. Mm -hmm. Don't know why. And the thing that I keep coming back to when it's Crawley going, oh, well, uh, when he's on, and we spoke about it because he scored a couple of runs this year, he's averaging near 40 in the championship. Mm -hmm. There's times where he's immaculate and he's playing Mm -hmm. these beautiful drives. There's other times where Tim Murta cleans him up through the gate and the next one goes away and he's got him out in both innings. Mm -hmm. It's frustrating. And the thing is, we go, well, he's inconsistent. And we know he's going to be inconsistent and, and things like this. But inconsistency to means, me means that you, when you get in, you go big. Like mm. you do something different. And since 2021, for test match openers, Zach Crawley um, averages not a great deal. 24.31 during that time when he's opening Ooh. the batting. Now... For all openers in Test cricket in that stage, 52% of the innings are out for less than 20, which I mm. deem as a fail uh, mm. in, in my daughter analysis. His is 66.67%. So he is way above that. Mm. And just to put some comparisons on board here, Dean Elgar's 52% of the time, Tom Latham's 46% of the time, Devin Conway 37 Like, there's no one... Mm. No one going down this list that's got any sort of significance in Test cricket that's anywhere near as bad as yeah. that at getting out early. We, and then you go, well, surely he goes on and scores big. Well, no, he doesn't. His 50-plus score out percentage is 14%. Mm. 
You know, David Warner's been pretty poor the last few years. His is 16. But then you look at someone like Nuzman Khawaja, 50. 50% of the time. Iman Ulhaq, you know, not a world-class operator, 37%. Tamin Iqbal, 33%. Like, they're saying things, and I'm just not quite seeing it yeah, when yeah. I look at data that isn't just averages. Yeah, yeah, we're not just going to look at averages. We're going to look, well, we'll look at it, and we'll look, we are looking at it, and what you're saying isn't backing up anything that like Rob's just said. So it is inconsistent, and then that lends itself back to where we started in this conversation, and we won't go into it again, but it seems to be that certain players are the favourites. Um, yeah. And that's it. That's the way it is. We want this player to be in. And we've said it so many times over the years with England. If we pick a player and we keep playing him, regardless of how many times he fails, as long as we get that one day of sunshine every so often, then we'll keep him in because eventually, if he does prove him, prove himself, we were right. We were always yeah. right. It just took longer than others, which is utter nonsense because we don't know how well others would have performed that haven't been given those chances. Yeah. Exactly. Go. Likewise, like we said, he is in decent form in the county championship. Yeah. There is a chance that he goes into this Australia series. He scores 100 in the first test match, scores 350 runs in the series, but because of the way he plays his runs, scores yeah. his runs, strike rate of 60 or 70, he takes yeah. the game away or a session yeah. away from Australia completely and changes the game. And that's what England are hedging the bets on. Absolutely, absolutely. It would be slightly different, but like 2005 Ashes, first day it was with the ball wasn't it we really got stuck into australia together you know got was it langer and then ponting got one in the in the grill or vice versa you know maybe this series it could be that the batters take the first uh, first morning and they do something as equally dramatic uh, against the australians just to change the game up um are we all good? All good for England there? Do, anything about Ireland or should we leave that for another day? Ireland for another day. We'll do that yep. in the preview for the test match. Yep. Um, I just want to call out a couple of players that might have been unlucky to be behind yes. Dan Lawrence um, very, very in this point. list because Dan Lawrence hasn't had a great run in test cricket. He averages in the 20s. Mm -hmm. His county championship form has been pretty sketchy. Mm -hmm. uh, he had a really good 2021, 2022, 2023 combined. 690 runs at 25.59, minus 11.68 behind the top six batters in the matches that he plays in. Um, it's not ideal for Dan Lawrence. Mm. He's not in great form, but again, it's the way you play. It's the way you approach mm. the game. It's the way you score your runs, and he's found his way in. And again, it's the way they play that the likes of Josh Bohannon, the likes of Sam Hain mm. aren't even in conversation for this squad. Yeah, which is quite ridiculous. I mean, we were talking about it just before we came on, wasn't it? Bohannon, 471 runs, 103.50s, mega consistent, averaging just shy of 60 with a strike rate of just under 70. Sam Hain, 436, uh, 250, average of 72.66, a strike rate of just under 50. Sam Hain, don't tell me he's a 50 strike rate and below because he's a list A player of some ability. Um, yeah. He can knock the ball around quicker. So those two players, you're starting to look at county cricket, again, like we've, we've done over the years, wrongly, and we're not giving real value. If you're asking all these players to be playing, remember the time of year we're in. This isn't sunshine and perfect conditions. This is early season. This is difficult batting conditions traditionally in county championship with the ball moving around. And two players you're asking to go and score runs who haven't been capped, have been brilliant, and you're saying, nah, ignore it, I know better. We're going to go with that guy that averages 20-odd in last season and for international. Oh, he's averaging 30-odd this year, so that's all right. No disrespect to Dan Lawrence, but I'm sorry, he should. there should be others ahead of him, in our opinion, I think we're, we're saying, aren't we? So, and Josh Bohannon scoring at a 67.97 strike rate this year. Three yeah. 50s. They've been big 50s as well in a century, yeah. an average of 58.88. Like, yeah. There's nothing... 
wrong <laughs> with how he's approaching the game. No, no, absolutely. No. So. Um, yeah, so we've got two weeks to go before the uh, this, the, the, the real English summer gets underway, <laughs> but the English uh, international part of the summer, which we can't wait for. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know below in the comments what you think of this squad, what you think of the Crawley situation with continued... It's not favouritism, but they're giving him a really good shot at this and they believe in him for the Australian series, the Australian yeah. Ashes series. So let us know what you think about that. Let us know what you think about the Ben Stokes situation and how the hell you could have actually pinholed him in because we've gone through this. We don't like it, but I don't think we've come up with a, very, uh, a valid solution that gives you Bairstow and folks in the team at the same time. If, if Rob Key, McCullum and Ru, uh, sorry, um, Stokes and any all these other players can't come up with it, I'm not coming up with it. Jeez. <laughs> you want to throw some money our way, I'll, I'll work a solution. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Subscribe if you're brand new around here. We'll catch you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.